You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hey guys, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. I'm not by myself tonight. James, welcome back to the show. Uh, my name is Ryan. We are we appreciate you guys following along with us tonight. Uh, thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Use that promo code THPN the next time you are there. And I think that my last tweet before I got on here on the Starcastic Remarks X page kind of sums up exactly how I'm feeling right now. Sports are just crazy how emotional the swings can be. Compared to how I was feeling on Tuesday, this feels so much better. The Dallas Stars have a huge quality win. Going for first place in the Central Division, they defeat the Winnipeg Jets and Connor Hellebuck by a final score of 4-1 to one tonight. James, how are you feeling tonight? What are your thoughts about this game? And obviously, we'll get to the big news later on uh, in this episode today. But specifically looking at this game tonight, what are you most excited about? What did you see? No, I mean, the, my my prayers have been answered. The first line has appeared again. They exist. They are alive and well. Uh, they can score goals, and they can look good for an entire game. I mean, they, it, there really isn't much else to say about this, except the first line has arrived. Seriously, that was my biggest takeaway as well, James, is just the fact that the the top line today was... the the, the They were the difference. I mean, without their scoring today, the score is one-to-one, and we're going to overtime right now. And because of their ability to score tonight, all three of them, and yeah, Ropa Hintz gets an empty net goal, but who cares? It counts as a goal. No one asks you how you did it, just how many you scored. They all get in the in the scoring tonight, and it's almost like they they heard you, James. And it's almost yeah. like they heard me on Tuesday night. Yeah, it's so so relaxing to watch that as as just over the past few games, I mean, this whole like loss streak that we've been going through, it's been that we had two bad apples in that streak, in that streak, which made it feel like the team went nuclear bad when really they hadn't. I mean, you look and you see four really good, hard fought losses that ended up that that's just how it turned out because first line didn't show up. First line didn't get a goal in those games. And then you have now you have these. You had the one win against Carolina, which was great defensively. The first line got one goal. That's how that's that's was the difference in that game, too. And in this game, the first line shows up and just takes control of the game the second they touch the ice. I mean, in the Discord, I was I was predicting stuff out the out of my mind tonight, by the way. Uh I <laughs> after the first two shifts, I was like, that's great back-to-back shifts from the first line. Now, if they can just score in the next shift, they score. <laughs> I, I mean, it, weird stuff's been going on with me and predicting stuff recently. I don't know what's happening, but 
it's 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 so encouraging to see that the first line just showed up again. It's just, seriously like they never left. I mean, it's the exact same smooth passing, just moving smoothly through the zone, knowing where everyone is, giving your giving each other just enough space to move to make the next pass. It's it's just that little stuff that came back all in one game. I mean, we knew it was there. Uh, we we knew it was possible, but it, it was gone for eight games straight for all three of them. And what I really liked that they had tonight is they had a little bit of speed. They had a little bit of pepper in their step. That's something that we haven't seen the last couple of games. They have had their chances. They have. But there was, there was just something just a little bit extra tonight. They just had a little bit more energy in their legs. They were skating. They were throwing, they, they they just had way more synergy going on tonight. And the chemistry was actually there, which has been missing for the last two weeks. Yeah, they, they had the mindset tonight. I mean, like I said, it wasn't like they, they slowly got into this game. It was instant. They were in it immediately from the get-go for the whole game. Now, here's the interesting thing, Zachary, with a, a great point. Absolutely great point. They played great today, should always be the difference, but they have to stay consistent and that's something they have not been the last i don't want to say the last month the last three weeks it has so been the last we, month, really i guess it whatever somewhere around there three to four weeks something like that but that's gonna be the thing that we need to see moving forward because the trade deadline is coming up in about a week uh nine days to be exact i believe it's on march 8th is the day that uh trades will be done and then after that, it's all about figuring out what they need to do for the playoffs and getting stuff uh, fully hampered down and how they're going to play against certain teams. So mm-hmm. those three guys are going to be a huge part of that because on the flip side of this, I, I, I don't know how you can take him off the line. Wyatt Johnston has been excellent with uh, Logan Stankov. And, and you know what? Jamie Ben as well. That that whole line, all three of those guys were excellent and have been excellent uh the last three games yeah I, it's i you throw stank oven on there and instantly it was the same chances with delhi except stank oven could put it in the back of the net and he proved it the last three games he's he scored a goal in three straight games now and he, he really he should have scored one in the first one too he had like five chances that he just couldn't find the back of the net and he gets one and it it, it hasn't he hasn't looked back it's it's insane to see uh, that that's where we're going to talk about it later, but the trade that we did comes in. I mean, we can keep snake of it on that line. Now we don't have to put him back in the AHL. There's space for him. So it, it is very, it, it is a very deadly line. It, it, it's a another puck hungry player like Delhi is, but he just finds a way to put it in the back. Let's sing his praises a little bit in the fact that Stankoven has been exactly what the stars have needed. It's it seemed like, especially for Johnston and Ben, who last year it was Dodonoff and throwing him on that line, and they seemed to click. This year it's Logan Stankoven with uh, Tyler Sagan being out. So what what's been excellent, James, is just his ability just to be consistent. I mean, anything and everything that he has done or has been known for in his career, he hasn't changed his game. 
sometimes players try to change their game when they when they get called up to the big leagues and they're like, okay, I got to, you know, stick to my game. He's stuck to his game, hasn't changed anything. He has three goals in four games. He's on a three-game goal streak, and he's the first player in Dallas Stars franchise history, not even not even just the Dallas Stars, going all the way back to the Minnesota North Stars days. He's the first player ever to go on a three-game goal streak within the first week of his career. That's just insane to think what this guy can do moving forward. And right now, I, I don't know how you send him back down. I, 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 I don't. I mean, so that's the, another the conversation we have can't. to have about him. Yeah, yeah. The, the answer is you can't. I mean, unfortunately, Delhi has been forced out of his spot again. It's it, it and it's not it's not really his fault this time. It is completely Stankoven's fault. I mean, he just played that good. He's played that good <laughs> that he's just that's his spot now. I mean, Sagan comes back, you you're not pulling the person who scored three goals already very quickly. And I mean, it doesn't look like he's going to slow down. Even after he scored the first one, he could have had a couple more. You're not going to pull him off right now, and and just the idea of having the first line back, which we saw tonight, and then having that third line just—they've they, gotten a goal a game for three games now, uh, almost four, I think it might be four. But you have that line being consistent, and then you think about the line that's been the most consistent for us all year is not intact right now. Sagan is out. <laughs> Sagan comes back. That can be scary, and and this is this is where we get back to our conversation on the stars have still not hit their peak because they haven't. They have not had all their lines running all at the same time. They all all the different lines have kind of shined at different points throughout the season. The patch streak went through. It seemed like no one really did. Johnston was kind of the best player in this rough patch that we've had, but it's just traded back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we know if all these lines can find a way to click all at the same time, they're they're just going to win every game, it feels like. Speaking of that, James, uh, Brian over at Blackout Dallas. Hey, Brian. Uh, Ryan, the Stars could have three deep scoring lines if they keep Stankoven up with the team. And, the, I mean, that's a logical point. And if the chemistry keeps going between those two, Johnston and Stankoven, can you imagine next year – Assuming Bork gets a roster spot, those <laughs> three terrifying, dude. Oh I mean, my goodness, it's gonna be so much fun! It's gonna be so much fun. Maybe we and, even see it this year. Who knows? And, and Stankoven does not disappoint when, when at times he's being called the best player to not be in the NHL. I mean, it was getting thrown around, and he was tearing it up in the AHL, and he's come up, and he has not disappointed for one second. Is well, ultimately, James, let me ask you the the question. Is he going to pull a Harley? Is he going to be called up and he's never going to be put back down? Um, maybe. Likely. Right now, it is extremely likely. <laughs> the, the thing is, there's a lot of time left in the regular season to where if he does falter, we will put him back in the AHL just because he doesn't have to go through waivers right now. So that's kind of a nice thing. but. That it's it's hard to argue anything other than that <laughs> that he's going to be in the NHL right now for the foreseeable future. My illogical fan mind is saying no, he's absolutely not going back down. There's no way you can put him back down, considering he's been 
in almost half of the offense that the Stars have had over the course of him being here, especially the last three games, because the Stars, this is the first time the Stars have scored four goals in like what? It's been the seven first time they scored three goals in five games. It's been five yeah, games since they scored three goals or more. Right. So I just don't see it. I don't see him getting called back down or getting uh, put back down, excuse me, not called back down. And I think one of the reasons why that he went out and made the trade, Jim Nil did, is just the fact that, you know, the, it's the emergence of Logan Stankoven. It, it really is. So uh, let's talk about the other guy. Johnston, he has been the star's best player the last three or four games through this uh, stretch, like you said, James. And he's not... Uh, he, he, <laughs> I think Stan Coven stole a goal from him today. <laughs> that was kind of funny. One of I them mean, was getting a five, eight guys stealing a goal, whatever, <laughs> but <laughs> one of them was going to score. Yeah, you're right. Right. But seriously, the, he has been just as good, if not better than Stan Coven and say Stan Coven's getting all the accolades right now with, uh, with all the goals that he's getting. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. I mean, when you think about it, Stankoven's first National Hockey League goal, Johnson goes 1v3. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. okay. Something I wanted else uh, kind of segue from that. So we talked about the offense a little bit tonight. Let's talk about the defense. Um, this is something that... It, it's something that we should be thinking positive about. They've been good. And mm -hmm. I don't think it is a stretch or a coincidence to say that one of the reasons why they've gotten better is because Yanni Hockenpah got back into the lineup. And I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be, Oh, Yanni Hawk. Yes. Well, <laughs> Right-handed shot big, defenseman I mean, who plays penalty kills. He's six, five. He's a big guy. He's probably rested up because he, he was out for five games. So he is absolutely not the reason, but he is a very large factor in the fact as to why the stars, especially in that game against Carolina, and this game tonight, why they played such great team defense. Yeah, and it it, re it really shouldn't be surprising because you look at the people who we had to have in place of him, and it, it's it's not good. I mean, any team would be in trouble if they had no one after Yanni Hakapa. I mean, he he is a presence on the ice just by virtue of his size and. And really, it's his, it's his reach, too. I mean, he can just, he zones people out of the way. He is not, he's not one of those big impact players. But when you're talking about going from uh, Pouliot to Hockenpah, I mean, there, there's, there's, a, there's a sizable gap between those two defensemen right now. From a size and just a defensive playing perspective, too. <laughs> yes. Literally um, and figuratively. <laughs> I think the other thing that it does, it really makes you appreciate how much Yanni Hockenpah does for this team. I mean, I, I know he, he obviously does make mistakes. He does. But there's so much other stuff that, obviously, that we had been missing with him out of the lineup. Uh, and the obviously the big one, him being right-handed, that helps a ton. But he plays big minutes. And again, I'll say it again. He doesn't get paid like a top four guy, and he plays like it right now. He gets a million and a half. 
to do what he does. That's ridiculous. That is an absolute steal when you're looking for someone to play in your top four. Mm -hmm. He has been spectacular for the contract he is on for many years for the Stars. Coming into his third year as the as a Dallas Stars defenseman, and he has found himself a uh, a defensive pairing man with Mr. Essa Lindell. But we'll talk about that here more in a little bit. Ottinger. Ottinger, fantastic game from him tonight. He wasn't overtaxed, but when he had to make a big save, he was there. And he gets his 100th career win as a member of the Dallas Stars. James, what did you see from his game tonight? I saw that he was the better goaltender in the game. And that's all I want from him every night. That's all that that's it's it's simple in our heads, but it is hard. I mean, it's hard to be the better goaltender every night, but that's what you're asking every single time you go into a game, every single time, every team is always asking for the better goaltender. And this year it's felt like he really has not been most of the time. And tonight he was, and that that's all you can ask. You know, I'll slightly push back on you with that, James. I don't think he was the better goalie. I just think that the team in front of him played better defense, and I thought Hellebuck was ridiculous. Some of the saves Hellebuck that he made was not tonight, good in the first, but other than the first, the Hell Hellebuck held them in the game for as long as they were in. I mean, th this game could have been a 9-2 blowout like against the Predators a couple weeks ago. I don't know about 9-2, but I could definitely see like 5-1, 5-2. I could definitely I mean... see that. If you go back and you look at some of them, it, it was spotty from the Jets tonight, who are normally very stingy. How many uh, odd man rushes did Johnston and Stankoven have? Just the two of them? I think it was like three. It was <laughs> <stupid>. <laughs> and the stupid things, they could have had more. Yeah. Uh, let's hit a couple comments over here. <gasps> no way. Monica. That's Zach's wife, our sister-in-law, Monica. I think this is the first time she's uh, she's put a, a chat over here. That's awesome. Uh, Hockapaw can hit. He absolutely can. Uh, Zach also saying Hockapaw was hitting tonight. I loved it. Yes. He needs to do more of that. You know who else was hitting? Jamie Ben. Jamie Ben had a good game tonight in uh, that aspect. This was a game that they were talking about from the beginning about it being a very physical affair. Obviously, because the top two teams in the Central Division, they're fighting it out for the, at least for right now, the, the top spot in the Central Division. And these divisional games are just going to kind of be that way. Yeah, I'm, it's, it, it was really, this is where the, the refing comes in a little bit. Uh, it was a really nice game to have these refs because they really didn't call that much. There was some like borderline boarding calls that they let go. And that's nice. Uh, the, the other half of the refing is that they called someone out of every single faceoff that they did all night long. And they called pretty weak penalties when they did call. That, that's the other half. But for the most part, this is kind of what your playoff looks like. I mean, a little less intensity, I think, than a normal playoff game would have. But it was it was up there. And it was a really, it, it was a must-have game for the Stars. It, it was regardless of how much how many games are left there's still a decent amount of games left and it is an easier schedule for the stars going forward but this really was a must win game with a team who are you are even within the standings who has four games in hand on you 
Here's an interesting thought for you, James, and uh, I'll get your thoughts on this. But Zachary Mitchell uh, with another good comment tonight. Uh, I feel like they've been playing much better team defense for a while now. I feel that's why we've had such an offensive slump. They have been trying to adjust their game. Maybe a little bit I can see some of that. I could I could see why they would be trying to do that because it honestly it's defense that kind of wins championships. Obviously, we hear that all the time. Offense wins games, defense wins championships. But I I really think that the reason why the offensive slump has been going on is just the top line. I, I think that I think that both can be true in, in that aspect. We we've been playing good team defense for most of these games. Like I said, the blips are the Senators game and the Avalanche game. Every other game, those were great team team games the entire way through that we just didn't have our best players show up in. And I don't I don't think that's a side effect of them playing defensively because they didn't play defensively tonight and the team defense looked the exact same. I, I really think that they were just in a slump and they were trying to find a way to climb, crawl and claw out of it and they just they couldn't and they finally got there i think it's just going to take a little while for the for the offense to start getting going again i, I i'm not sure how long it's going to take uh obviously this is something that we want to see continuing but the the one thing that would be really interesting is to see what happens when tyler sagan gets back in this lineup because when you get tyler sagan back in this lineup I'm not sure if he's going to be able to be 100%, if he's at 80%, whatever it is. Uh, but that it's going to be really interesting to see if Delandria just comes out of the lineup, if they keep that fourth line the way that it has been, because that fourth line has been good. Uh, obviously, they just don't they just don't score as much as the other lines have. That's just what they. Let's just be honest. That's just what a fourth line does. They it, just don't and, score. And they finally got to take. I off honestly. I mean, I didn't even I didn't even notice the fourth line until the third period. So they they finally got a break from being the best line on the ice. It felt like for for many many games until Saint Govan came in, and then that was kind of the best line. But they 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 really were a very strong line, and they they proved it when the rest of the lines kind of fell off. Some. interesting comment from Joe Mama over here. How many times is Delhi going to get lit up? twice in his first shift laugh out loud dude takes a beating and this is not just a this game thing this has been ever since he's solidified himself a roster spot with the stars it just felt like he always kind of gets beat up a little bit and yeah, you know what I, you know hats off to him for still continuing to try and play that way and go to those dirty areas when he knows he's going to get lit up yeah i think uh a big part of his game is that he doesn't hit protect himself as much as other players do. Because I mean, you, you look at, I mean, the, the best example right now is just think because he's small and still finds a way to hunt the pucks like that. And is not getting blown up. I think he's gotten hit like once throughout his four games right now, which is crazy to think about, but it, it, I, I think it is Delhi just kind of puts himself in bad spots. And on that first shift, the second hit, he put himself in a really bad spot there. I mean, that is a really dangerous spot to put himself put yourself in. That's where players can get hurt very easily. And it's not the hitter's fault on that one, honestly. It, we, we like to blame the, the hitter for every hit you say. You have to know you're going to throw a clean hit. But that was a clean hit. It's just a terrible spot to be in. I mean, I 
feel like it happens a lot. I want to highlight uh, Jason Robertson a little bit because uh, Zach, he's he's making a lot of good points, a lot of good things we could talk about here. Uh, another comment from him. Look at Robertson. Blocking shots, big hits, all the above. That takes a lot out of players. He's right. Absolutely right. And what it made me think about earlier in the week, I saw, I believe it was David Castillo of uh, D Magazine. He had on his his uh, separate sub stack that he does, which you should go and subscribe to it. It's fantastic stuff. He, he puts all sorts of hockey content uh, out there, specifically Dallas Stars content. Anyways, one of the things that he talked about was the fact that, yes, Robertson is obviously not scoring at the same pace that he was last year. He, he was almost on pace for 50 goals last year. Excuse me. But the thing that he has been doing excellent is just he is so elite defensively. And one of the things that David Castillo kind of breaks down in that article is the fact that all of these advanced analytics and regular stats kind of back that up in the fact that he is absolutely an elite two-way forward. And he's still, I believe he's still leading the stars in points, if I'm if I'm correct. Is that I right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And I think that was a focus for him coming into the season because you, you kind of what I think about is, in the playoffs, he he kind of disappeared last year. He he was nothing. And you look at Rope Hens, who is like our embodiment of our two, best two way forward, constantly up up and down the ice both ways. That's how it was all last season. But he had 30, 40 points less than Robo. But Hens was just on fire for almost the entire playoffs. And I, it do, doesn't strike as a coincidence to me that they're on the same line and Robo sees that. And the next season, he plays better defensively. And in this game specifically, he played tougher and was hitting a lot. I mean, he was he had something going on with Nemeskov all night long. I thought it was hilarious. I don't know if anyone else knows that, but he was he was really pestering. And that is something that we have not seen from Robertson the entire time he's been in the league. It's interesting that you bring that up because I hadn't thought about that in that aspect. And and you're right. He completely disappeared in the playoffs when we really needed him. And he seemed to kind of get going in the Seattle series, kind of like halfway through the Seattle series. He was completely absent in the Minnesota series. And the the thing, I wonder if this will be good for him going down the road. Maybe it makes him a little bit more of an effective player in the playoffs. That's That's a very interesting point, James. It's a complete evolution of his game. I mean, it really has been. He's, it, it's, it seems very meticulous and intentional with the things he's done this season. I mean, he doesn't, it, it kind of makes sense for why there's been a lull in the offense too, because normally he just does it himself and he'll just, he'll just find a way to skate it up the ice. But a lot of the times that's not the greatest play. Maybe you should just dump it in and that that's a smart play a lot of the time. And, it's it's so interesting to see a player be so different year to year while just putting up goals and consistently now. And uh, one of the things that a lot of people have kind of been talking about him with is the fact that he has been a little bit quieter this season. So hopefully that does not translate to the playoffs but he's still been good he and by the way i did look it up he does he does lead the stars with points with 59 next closest is matt duchene with 56 so there's not a giant 
you know, gap in points between number one and number two like there was last season. Like last season, it was like Robertson with like 103 or something. I forget what it was. And then Ropa Hands had like 77, and then Jamie Ben had like 75. So mm -hmm. it was it, – it there was a huge discrepancy between that. And that hasn't been the case this season, but he has been ultimately – way better defensively and i hope that continues for uh jason robertson and, moving forward and that was some of the stuff that when he still wasn't scoring in early like Feb early january he kind of had that lull in his defensive game too and i think uh pete DeBoer called them out on it some but i don't know for sure and it seemed like the next couple of games, he looked great defensively again. I mean, it's just, it, it, I think it really has just been a mindset change for him to like, like, yes, I could go get the goals. Okay. Now I got to work on this. And it, it, it's been really nice change from him knowing that maybe he comes into the season knowing that he has a very strong offensively team and he wants to be better defensively. He wants to be able to do both. And, I, I all I can do is guess, but it 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 looks like that's what he's done. That's how his play has gone this year, for sure. Ooh, I hadn't even thought about this. Oh, that's a that's a very interesting comment. Uh, the patriarch himself, our dad. Uh, your talk about Robo being an elite defensive forward to me back to another star, Stanley Cup winner Gary Lettman. That would be so cool, and. At least at the beginning of his career, there was the, there was no comparison between Robo and and Lettinen. There, there you couldn't compare the two. But that's that's another interesting point. Maybe if he continues this moving forward, maybe he starts to get some uh, Selkie consideration from uh, his NHL constituents. And really, the thing that's been fun this year with Robo is is the evolution of his game. I mean, it, it's. He's playing completely different than he did last year. Last year, he was just finding a way with a shot to put it in the back of the net consistently, and it's been it's been different. I mean, it's so so weird to see a different player and still be exceptionally good too. It's not like he's just dropped off a cliff. Points wise, maybe people will argue that, but in terms of being a good, solid player, it, it's it's the exact same, but a completely different style. Okay, I think we need to move on, James, because we're we're talking a lot and we still have a lot to talk oh, about. Oh goodness! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's what I said. I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe we just did that. Okay, uh, we're already at thirty-two and a half minutes, so we're gonna go ahead and jump into it. Let's do our biggest winner bit and biggest loser first, and then we'll jump into the obvious thing we need to talk about. James, biggest winner, biggest loser. Who you got? Uh, biggest winner every single time this night is the first line, first line, first line, first line, first line. My goodness, I'm so happy that they're back. I was, uh genuinely extremely like i just had a beaming smile for the rest of the night after the first period after that second one went in and it wasn't just like robo being robo and finding a way to put one in the the pavelski tip was vintage i mean that's that's what we that's we haven't what seen that we know to see. yeah but that that's what we've known to to see from him for the past two years right. and it's mm -hmm. it's it's back in this game and it was it was perfect I'm going to give my biggest winner to the young guy, the new guy, three-game goal streak, 
four points in four games. So Logan Stankoven, I mean, don't send him down. Please, please don't do it, Jim Nell. You've been a master. Everyone's calling you a master builder with the latest trade you've made. Please don't make a, a, a like do another masterful thing and just keep him here. Please, 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 please. Uh, who you got for a biggest winner tonight, James? Biggest loser. Um, biggest loser. Uh, the 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 luck of the Dallas Stars, I guess. I mean, the only pocket that goes in. I, I give my biggest loser specifically to the Jets goal because that was the luckiest crap ever. Okay, Haskinen <laughs> stops the puck but gets past his stick somehow. Uh, Lindell then whiffs it in midair and kicks it straight to Nemestikov, who slams it in for a slam dunk. I mean, what what is that goal? That's funny that you said that, James. That was going to be my biggest loser as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Dumb luck on that goal. I, I just kind of watched it and I was just like, uh, you okay, really? what are you supposed to do? You just throw your hands up. I yeah, mean, the, the penalty it, kill looked great to that point, and then that happens, and you're like, exactly. And it's like, and it, we have been talking about you just gotta crumble it, have, it up and throw it away the entire time. I mean, that's, that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, it, and, and by the way, penalty kill was very good tonight. The, it was, I know they gave up a power play goal, but it was a fluky it, goal, it was so fluky. Oh, the other biggest winner is me because I I predicted three different things tonight. I predicted the first line goal, which was crazy. And then I predicted that St. Kevin was, had a good chance to score again tonight, and he did. Uh, and then I predicted that there was going to be two to three penalties in the first period. And then that happened too. So weird stuff going on in the Discord. Uh, I just kind of threw some stuff out and they all stuck. James, you gotta you have to say it now. Say the obvious prediction right now. The stars are going to win the Stanley Cup. There you go. <laughs> That's gonna happen now. Y'all are welcome. James Stradamus. James Stradamus right here. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ryan here. We know hockey games move fast, but with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Here's some odds for you for the Rocket Richard Trophy, which is the regular season top goal scorer. Obviously, right now, Austin Matthew leads the way. He's got a minus 330 in the odds. But you can also take a look at Sam Reinhardt of the Florida Panthers with a plus 650. David Posternock of the Boston Bruins with a plus 1,000. Or maybe you can even go for Nikita Kucherov at a plus 2,500. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on from that, we got to talk about the obvious big thing that happened last night. I, I was, I literally sat down after teaching Bible class and I looked at my phone and I just about flipped out when I saw what happened. Uh, Chris Tanev is a Dallas star, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he is a Dallas star. And the crazy thing about it is we trade for him. We get him and the, and we do not give up a first round pick. And we do not give up one of the three big prospects in Liam Bischel and Logan Stankoven or Maverick Bork. All three of those guys remain part of the Dallas stars organization. And uh, his salary is only 25% on the cap for us. That's the other thing. That's really what's the most shocking to me is that, we have retained like almost as much as you can on them. And we didn't give up any of those. So let's go way too deep into this and read way too much into this. All right, James. So the fact that we go out and do that and we get the guy means that Chris, that the Calgary flames were not getting what they wanted. They were not getting any kind of first round picks from anybody. And I guess the stars had the best package for what it was. So going uh, in the other direction, whether it's to the devils uh, who get the fourth round pick for retaining 25% of Tanev's salary, but going to Calgary, they get a second round pick. They get Artem Groshnikov, which I do hate to see him go. He was, he was a guy that I, I was really rooting for. And I really hope he does really well in, in Calgary. Uh, but, and and then also there is a conditional third round pick, which does not it, it does not happen unless the Dallas Stars make it to the Stanley Cup final. So yeah. in all reality, that, that what one, you're giving up that the third the third conditional is really the weird one because most of the time when you see those, you see it if this doesn't happen, then it drops like one round. But that's not the condition. The condition is if this happens, you get this. And if it doesn't, you get nothing. So it's a very all or nothing conditional pick that you don't normally see in the NHL. Okay. So let's talk about Chris Tanev first off and the fact of what are we getting out of this kind of player? I, and you know what? I'll eat my words. I'll eat my words a little bit. I did not think that the Dallas stars were going to be able to get Chris Tanev. I thought it was, I agree. I did not think that was going to happen. Because I mean, I mean, honestly, and I think it's fair to to look at that and and say that because of what we were seeing in just across social media was the fact that what they were looking for for Chris Tanev was a first round pick, and we all know the only first round pick that Jim Neal has ever traded away was for Nils Lundqvist. That's the first. That's the first first round pick he's ever given up, and I would bet 
based off of how Nils Lundqvist has kind of panned out, he's been good. He's been better lately, and he's been better this year than he was last year. But I, I think he's justified in saying that you don't trade away your first round picks because you look at who we've gotten the past couple of rounds and who we've gotten with our first round picks. Hello, Wyatt Johnston. And you you got to keep those things are gold mines. And so I, I just think it's fantastic what he was able to do uh, with that. But what do the Dallas Stars get with Chris Tanev? What, what do we get with Chris Tanev, James? You, you get a defensively sound Yanni Hockenpah five on five. A- and you get Yanni Hockenpah's hitting too, because that's the same. He plays very similarly to Hockenpah, and he just does it a little better than Hockenpah does, which is why he's been in the league for as long as he has been. The other thing about it that you get with Chris Tanev is you get more veteran presence, which the one thing that scared me about Chris Tanev was his injury history, but you know what? I went back and looked. He has been, ever since he has been in Calgary, he has been playing more often than not, which is good news uh, for the Dallas Stars because we need to be able to rely upon him. But what's also been nice is he he's also a penalty killer. The guy can play really well on the penalty kill. And then the biggest thing is he is a right-shot defenseman. Absolutely something that we talked about. One of the three the three guys that I talked about in our our last uh, long episode that we did, it had to be a right-handed defenseman just of the fact that we were just we were deficient in that area because with both with both uh, Nils hurt and also with Hockenbach hurt and with Chris Tanev there that gives us literally three guys on the right side and they're all playing uh, right-handed on their right side. So the, it makes you really excited. Other- the other kind of underrated thing is that it, it it gives us a little bit of a size boost too. I mean, after after I mean, Suter is technically one of our bigger defensemen, but after that, you're looking at like Lundqvist is going to be in there, and he's he's not short. Don't don't get me wrong, but for defense no, sizes, we're yeah, short. We're <laughs> short. We are short. But uh, for defensemen. People like having those six foot defensemen in the NHL. It's it was obvious. It was especially obvious when we played against the Golden Knights in the playoffs. They did not have a single defenseman under six one, and we're sitting over here with Lundqvist on our bottom pairing. But regardless of that, it gives size to your lineup, and especially with having Snankoven in there now. I mean, it it makes it even harder for teams to play against us. It does. It's size matters regardless of what people want to say now like speed and skill is what kills okay whatever but if the other team has everyone six foot and over and they just come over and they keep hitting you over and over and over again eventually in the playoffs especially you are going to get worn down and you will start losing games (laughs) that's just how it works that's a very good point and the fact that i I think he's six two Am I correct in saying that? I think he's 6'2". But he's uh, big, and he plays aggressive, and he throws his body weight around. Which is good. Johnny Hockenpah, watch him. Do what he does. <laughs> um, the the other thing that he's really good at, and it, the, the advanced analytics say this as well, James, is he's a very good puck-moving defenseman. He is a very good puck-moving defenseman, which is a, a little bit more of an opposite compared to Johnny Hockenpah. Johnny Hockenpah is still very good at getting the puck out of his own, but he still makes some stupid decisions sometimes. Tanev is 
like you said, James, solid defensively. He's able to get the puck out of his own zone. And it, it really makes me excited adding another guy like this, who's kind of like a mix of, of the good things about Miro and his ability to move the puck. And then the good things about Hawk and Paw and the size and the ability to play really good sound defensively as well. Yeah, obviously to different degrees there, but it is a very good defenseman to have going into the playoffs, especially, I believe. Okay, so here's the other thing that makes me even more excited about Chris Tanev, and it's not about Chris Tanev. It's about Mira Haskinen. This could be somebody, for the first time that we've seen, that could be the Devon Taves to the Kale McCarr, right? We, we finally could finally have three see... right-handed defensemen. <laughs> exactly, and, and this, so is, this is the, th <laughs> this is the thing that we... Take that long? <laughs> We have been talking about this, I feel like, for the existence of this podcast. Miro Haskinen would finally be able to play on his left side. And just like Josh Bogorod said, just like Daryl Ray mentioned on Next today, this could unlock an even further potential of Miro Haskinen that we have yet to see. And the fact yeah. that he could play on his strong side and be able to be even better than he already has been, that's scary to think. And that would, I, I hope and I pray to the hockey gods that the first thing that Pete DeBoer at least tries is at, at least try to put Tanev with Miro there first. Just try it out and see if it works. I know Harley has been very good next to Miro. And, and if, if the whole Tanev-Miro thing doesn't work, then throw Harley back on the, up there and Tanev can play on the right side and that can push Hockenbaugh down to the bottom pairing or something. But that would please just give that a shot, please. Yeah, R really. Part part of the issue with that though is you you have to take Suter out of the lineup if you're going to do that, which is kind of like you don't really want to do that. Like, yes, as Stars fans, we complain about him all the time, but <laughs> realistically, you put Suter next to Lundqvist, and almost every single team in the league is choosing Suter. I mean, that's just, it's, it's fact. He is the better defenseman overall every single night. And so you might see that as an experiment. I think that was, that would be all it would be. It might, it, if it lasts for one game, I would be surprised if we see it at all. Honestly, I would, I would be pretty surprised. I mean, I, I, what really it's going to take is someone's going to be, hurt, sick, or nursing something. It's what it's, what it's going to take for that to kind of happen. I just don't say happen. By the way, we're starting to wrap it up here. I got one more point, but if you would like to call in and let us know your thoughts, we'd love to know some of y'all's thoughts. Uh, the, the number that you can call is down at the bottom of the screen there below. It is uh, 214- 8101740 you can uh, call us live on the show and uh, just let us know your thoughts of the Chris Tanev trade for the Dallas Stars. Uh the last thing I, I kind of wanted to mention James and then we'll stop wrapping it up. Start wrapping it up is the fact that this team doesn't look like they're done when it comes to when it comes to trading and all, all that sort of stuff right now. Mm -hmm. When you when you look at the fact that the Dallas Stars still have $2 million in cap space. 
and they're able to make another move, which at first there are some people like Jeff Merrick from Sportsnet who were suggesting maybe Ilya Labushkin, but uh, we, we got word tonight that Labushkin is now heading to uh, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. The, there's still a move there to be done for the Dallas Stars. It, I mean, couldn't you see the Stars maybe going out and getting another defenseman or maybe even a forward to kind of bolster this team even further? Yeah, if it if it's if it's anything, it's gonna be a depth piece, and it's gonna hopefully be for like a fourth. <laughs> we don't we don't have too much too much more to give up that we would probably be worth that that one extra player. And and really, I don't know how much cap space we actually have because with Tanev and with Sankovit on the lineup, I think that gets us pretty close to the cap but there, there's probably still some some cap shenanigans they could probably work out in there <laughs> it, it just makes me excited james just to think that we have the ability to do something like that so if so, let's pray and hope to god that nothing happens and but something drastic happens they have the ability to go out and get somebody that could help bolster the lineup moving into the playoffs so mm -hmm. I, I just think that's really interesting. And I also don't think that Jim Nell goes out there and gives up the fourth round pick to New Jersey and asks them to take 25% of the salary unless you're looking to maybe do another move or at least leave it open for a chance of you going out there and getting another move. Otherwise, you just take 50% of his salary and then everything's good. Hunky dory. So I, I really think a big part of that is wanting to keep delandria on and that it, that kind of helps helps with it when you can take tana at one mil you keep deli on and you keep stank oven on yeah chris tanev is making less against the stars cap than yanni hakabah mm -hmm. <laughs> 1.125 million to be exact so that's crazy okay uh, we actually have somebody who called in. I don't know if you could hear that, James. I, I obviously know who this is. Uh, person who's calling, please let us know what your name is and what your thoughts are. Well, of, of course, it's Zach Chambers. Um, I love to call <laughs> in whenever you uh, you make the suggestion. Um, I just wanted. It, it's hard for me because I don't. I love Tanev. I think it's a great. I think it's a great pickup. When I look at our depth. Our forward depth when Sagan gets back is Delandria. Our defensive depth is a Hanley who gets to take his role as a seventh defenseman and not be tired playing game in, game out. What what are we realistically going to upgrade there for what we have left? And what are we willing to give up to even make a slight upgrade on that depth? Are you talking specifically about the about the forwards or the defensemen or just a little bit of both? Either one, right? So I don't know. I don't know if it's worth going out and spending more. I think I think Tanev is a masterclass by Neil. To be completely honest, I think it shores up the biggest deficiency we have. And as long as Sagan isn't hurt worse than we are thinking he is, I think we're good. I think we're we're set. Um, I'm not sure what y'all are thinking. Like, what what else do you think is a deficiency that we should should fill? Yeah, I I'm kind of with Zach a little bit on this one. I think the big piece that none of us are talking right now 
is Liam Bischel is going to be back before the playoffs start. And we will have the option to play him should we choose. Uh, hopefully it doesn't come down to that point, especially with Tanev coming in. Really, what I was expecting when we were trading for a defenseman was getting a bottom pairing defenseman. And if we were going to do that, I wanted to. And I guess there's some good points there too, Zach, because they they do look set. They really do. But even with Delandria as your 13th forward, I don't think it hurts to have another guy who can come in and and maybe be a 14th role forward and and uh, just kind of help out there. <laughs> I guess this is what I look at. I mean, you still have Bork both of those yeah. in the AHL. Look at look at the AHL. We have we have the dark horses ready to go that could be better than potential pieces we bring in from a veteran standpoint, and we don't have to we don't have to pay anything for them. And Bork has not stopped scoring points in the AHL in Stank Oven's absence. He has still continued on his point pace, which is kind of crazy to think about because you, you think, oh, he's doing better because Stank Oven's there. And then we took Stank Oven away and he just keeps going. So obviously he's just also progressed in his development. So uh, so thank you for calling Zach because that, that's an interesting point. So maybe that maybe the, the $2 million in cap space is for that ability to call up Bischel and or Maverick Bork. Cause I think they both make less than a million dollars against the cap. If they get called up, you could call both of those players up right now. If Bischel was in North America right now and you would, you could have them in, in the lineup on Saturday. So uh, that's a very good point. Uh, Zach, you got anything else? No, that was it. I just don't want Neil to throw away any draft picks that he doesn't need to because he is an, an amazing drafter as well. So keep those draft picks, make more deep pickups, and let's make let's keep this uh, really good team really good for a really long time. Yeah, very the, good point. The funny thing is, uh, we gave up a second for Tanev. Uh, <laughs> Logan Stankoven was drafted in the second round, mind you. <laughs> so <laughs> Neil likes those second rounders too. I mean, that you look at a lot of players on our team that have come from not first round picks. Well, there's been a lot of guys that have been first round picks, but they've been like later in the first round, like like a Wyatt Johnston, like a uh, a, a Jay Gottinger, a uh, a Jason Robertson, who is I think he was taken in the second round actually, but. Second round. Hey, just saying. <laughs> I, I, I forgot who 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 posted it on X earlier. It was either today or last night after the Christina trade went down, and they were talking about how Nil is a master at being a GM. But like th they went through the list of the players who are so critical for the stars. Robe Hence being a second round pick. Hence uh Robo being a second round pick. Pavelski being a ninth round pick, I think is what it was. I know he didn't choose him, but still. Uh, then you got Stankoven, who's a second-round pick. Uh, Wyatt Johnston didn't play a single game in the OHL his draft year, and yet the Stars still drafted him, and he's a 20-goal scorer for the second time this year. So d just ridiculous. Uh, and, I mean, hats off to him and hats off to his uh, scouting department and what he's been able to do. So It's truly been yeah, amazing. My, my last point on that, then is, we lost our. He he gave up his second, but just use your first to draft who you were going to draft in the second anyway, and we'll be good. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> history proves us that, that that's what he should do. Yep. There has definitely been awesome. some cases this year that uh, or the last couple of years where Jim Null has been able to pull that off. So, Well, thank you all for letting me call in, guys. Thanks, Zach. Love you, bud. All right. Um, I, I think that's going to about do it for us, James. Um, a long, long pack podcast for all y'all out there. Uh, well, it, it, it needed it tonight. And I, it, honestly, yeah. I thought about doing an episode last night, just impromptu emergency pod. But I was just like, you know, we can talk about it tonight. And it, it, it was so much fun. I'm so glad that we're talking about it after this game compared to Tuesday. And yeah. you, you and you and Chris are so lucky. <laughs> you would have dealt with like the most depressed Ryan ever in the world. I don't it know if you got any just answer. you either. I mean, if anyone was on the Discord, <laughs> everyone in the Discord was depressed too. I, I genuinely, I stopped talking about the game, the Avalanche game, and the Discord, and I started posting cat videos on the Discord for everyone to watch. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, everyone was depressed after that one. Man, I, it was so hard not to be so upset, but like it it was so sad. It was absolutely so great sad. Game, and our, game though. We're yes, absolutely. We're all good. Yes. Well, the what will be nice is let's keep this going. What's the word of the day? Consistent. Straight Sesame Street style. Okay. James, anything else? Nope. Nope. Okay. We're going to wrap it up here tonight. Uh, thank you guys for those of you that have been listening live. There have been a ton of you who have been listening live today. We had up to 32. I think that's one of our highest marks of the season. So thank you guys for doing that. Uh, there's even more of you that are listening afterwards. We thank you as well. If you liked anything you heard today, if, if you appreciate the work that we do, please consider leaving a five-star review anywhere you listen to your podcast, whether that be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, whatever. Click like and subscribe if you're watching here on YouTube. And as always, uh, we appreciate our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that promo code THPN the next time you are there. The website is StarcasticRemarks.com. The shop is StarcasticRemarksShop.com. Go and check out both of those things. Along with James, my name's Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. And shout out to Chris. We really hope he feels better. But James, can you do us a favor? Take us out. We have some very nice, soft teams that we're coming up against. Please beat those teams for reprimand for all the bad games that we've lost. Uh, GG, boys.